Joining us now on the 702 Communications line is North Dakota Commerce Commissioner Michelle Comer. Uh, Commerce Commissioner Comer, I should say. Thank you so much for joining us. I just want to start with this news came out today. Your gut reaction, I know you've been through a very difficult time. Your gut reaction when you saw that, of course I'm exonerated. Yeah, Chris, it's a great question. You know, of course there was relief. And, you know, as we've said, it's a great day for North Dakota. Um, it's a great day for the Department of Commerce, but it's also really sad too. It's really sad. And I have to admit that I did feel a little anger along with it. And I think that was for me and my family and my teammates and for the taxpayers, as you just pointed out. And, you know, if I ask you anything that's too personal, Michelle, and you want to, you know, say, hey, Chris, I'm going to plead the fifth on that, please do so. But I guess first off, for starters, in, in my lead up there, is there anything that I got wrong first off? Because I think it's important that, that we get this out in an accurate way. And secondly, is there anything you want to add to what I didn't mention? No, I think you got that right, Chris. I mean, it remains to be seen. Uh, we haven't submitted our attorney's expenses yet, but we will. And um, this is a very unique situation, which I hope we can talk a little bit about the procedural irregularities, the comments from the auditor's office that he was just performing his duties. I think, Chris, there needs to be some clarity achieved there because I don't see that the same way. And it is because of that that we're in the situation that we're in and we have people serving the state who are doing their jobs and finding themselves in a situation where they are accused of crimes and have no representation. Now, something like that would never happen um, in the private sector. And we have a situation here where there is a significant gap or there could be a significant gap um, but one could also argue that there really isn't. It's a fabricated scenario that was unnecessarily fabricated, that there was a process that worked and that process wasn't followed. Michelle, I think it's really challenging for someone like myself that hasn't been in your shoes or people at home to appreciate what you've been through. So just to create some context for people, and again, if I get anything wrong here, please correct me, but this audit was about the North Dakota Department of Com uh, Commerce Really, before you were the commissioner, if I'm not mistaken, you take in the shoes, and yet because you now are the commissioner, this this criminal referral goes against you. You had to go out and hire a private counsel, but you've got the, the power of the government coming at you. Help us understand the weight of that, knowing that you've got a government coming after, and you've got to go out and use your own money to hire counsel. Sure. Well, a couple things, Chris. One is I never had one second of regret for being in the position that I am in because I have the privilege to serve North Dakota businesses every day and I have the privilege to stand alongside people that get up every single day to build our economy in our state, to build our tourism industry, to help with economic development, to build our rural and Main Street communities. And as you pointed out, I came to join Team North Dakota three and a half years ago from the, from the private sector. And I knew that I would be experiencing some different level of meaning, but I had absolutely no idea what that would really feel like. So I have not one second of regret about this decision, um, even in light of what's happened here. But yes, um, this audit um, covered a period that was 75% um, of which was before I became the commissioner. A number of the things that were noted in the audit incorrectly occurred before I became the commissioner. Um, but it remains true that I am proud to lead my team through this. And um, I wasn't the only person who retained 
counsel here, Chris. Um, there were a number of team members that had to do the same thing. And as you may know, I'm an attorney myself. And one might say, well, you know, and in fact, I've heard it said, if you didn't think you did anything wrong, why did you retain counsel? And my answer to that as an attorney that is that this is a precisely the time when you most need counsel, when there's been a very, um, I don't know, a, a procedural circus really that got us to where we're at when there's been no definition of what crime was even committed and by whom, yeah. when you're unclear about what comes next, that is exactly when people need attorneys. Michelle, do you think uh, State Auditor Josh Gallion weaponized his office or could? I think that this was an abuse of power, Chris. I think that there were some decisions made that didn't need to be made out of ambitions that were impure. And I say that because there is a process for referring an audit for criminal investigation that is very, very specifically defined in the statute. It's been followed for decades, and that is not the process that was followed here. That responsibility lies with the Legislative Audit and Fiscal Review Committee, and instead of following that process, our auditor used an obscure statute under the header of a purchasing card statute. There were no purchasing cards used in this audit whatsoever. And he chose and chooses, as I see today, to indicate that he was just doing his job. No one, no auditor has ever used that statute for referral for criminal purposes unless a purchasing yep. card was used. And he did not answer to why he did not follow the very specific process outlined in chapter 53 of the Century Code. In fact, I would suggest that he usurped legislative authority. Yes. And on that note, I would like to say that I'm really grateful to our legislators. I think that uh, we have a beautifully designed system here with separation of powers and it is designed that way to prevent against the abuse of powers to your question. And that process was bypassed. And I trust that our legislature has observed this and that they will act. And I'm really saddened that it's necessary that we would have to adjust our state laws to prevent against abuse by our own elected officials. Commissioner, but I think they're going to be forced to. I agree. And I want to, we'll have, we'll have you back and talk about the accountability, but quickly just to give our audience some context because you're an attorney. The one thing I want to ask you is that when you think about the legal fees that we're going to end up having to pay as taxpayers because of Josh Galling that usurped or abused his power, as you would say, but also if you would give it, and quickly, please, just for time's sake, but quickly, how much time and money was spent by the Attorney General's office by doing this whole investigation? Well, so what's the full number do you think that's going to cost the taxpayer? You know, Chris, I really can't imagine. There's going to be a, a monetary cost for sure, and, and and we'll know those numbers in terms of attorney's fees. I don't know right. we'll ever know the time spent, and what we won't know is the damage, uh, the, the cost of the damage of people not wanting to come and serve their state, well, of the companies that didn't come here um, to work with the Department of Commerce during this time because they observed this this really messy situation that was unnecessary. Michelle, I apologize for cutting you short. We'll have you back. But the other thing as well is that, you know, you're on the front page of the Bismarck Tribune. I mean, how do you get that back where you were falsely accused? I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know if you sue Josh Gallion or I don't want to put words in your mouth, but thank you so much for your time here. So we'll definitely have you back. Okay. Thank you, Chris. Thank you. We appreciate it. Uh, we'd love to know your point of view there on that. I mean, this is a very troubling situation, in my opinion. So please share your point of view with us. It's very easy to do. You can email us, text us, leave us a voicemail. We've got much more coming up right after this.